Amen. Thank God for a song like that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Number 31. One of y'all's favorite songs, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, want to be wonderful there. Me and Brother Ed, we struggle with that. That's Saying she's sick, but uh, she had, sick. yeah, she had uh, told me she was gonna sing a song. She sung uh, Wednesday night. I said, I want you to sing it this Sunday. She said, I'll sing it Sunday night, but she can't help the fact she's sick. I never heard the song before, yeah, never heard it Yeah. 
Appreciate you singing that song, Rita. Really helped me. Mm -hmm. I needed that. say that I just want to thank the Lord for what a day it's been just to rejoice yeah. just getting to hear Bonnie's voice well, and praise talk God. with her. Amen, Sister Carolyn. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> There's a Linda Randall, but I don't see that. Yeah, well, that's it. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Do you need the words to it? Yeah, I need the words. <laughs> I definitely need the words. He's something else anyway. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he loves church. He sure
service tonight. I don't know that she is, but I don't know that she ain't, but we all miss Sister Bonnie, yeah. and I'd like to think she is kind of eavesdropping on us, but I know her condition is pretty uh, dire. I know she don't feel good. Just trying to make it through the day. Here we are enjoying the day, but uh, <clears throat> I wish she were here tonight. Uh, when the Sister Rita sung that song about my chains, uh, I don't remember if it said broken or taken away, but I'm glad the Lord sets the captive free. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Boy, no matter what, what's got you bound, He can set you free. A lot of people out there went a lot of places trying to get uh, trying to get set free. Bonnie was telling me I spent quite a while with her one day at the hospital. There wasn't nobody around. And uh, most of the time I went out there, the room was full. There wasn't nobody but me and her. And she was telling me she didn't want to take too much pain medication. She didn't want to get a, you know, hooked on it or addicted to it or whatever. And she said, I'm just trying to take no more of what I have to of it. We understand that. Yeah. And certainly respect uh, anyone that would want to make that kind of decision. But there's some people out there that even though they didn't want to, uh, they got addicted to something yeah, and a battling bad. But I'm glad the Lord sets the captive free. I'm glad that uh, He's the God of the mountain, yeah. God of the valley. I'm glad that He can get you on the mountain, bring you out of the valley. And I'll listen to those two songs the other night just thanking God that He's not only a help in trouble, but boy, He comes to us when we're in trouble and uh, makes things right. Uh, everybody wants a knight in shining armor to show up, mm-hmm. and uh, or so much change going on today. I remember a politician got up there and he said, "I don't know about you, but I'm ready for change." And uh, wished America had been paying attention, paid a little bit more attention. What kind of change <laughs> was coming? Yeah, because we changed for the worse, oh, yeah. and uh, the price is being paid even right now. Even tonight, yes. for that kind of change, yes. the Lord said, "I change not." Amen. Uh, he said, "He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore." And I know things change. Oh, Eddie, I look in the mirror, and he's getting older. But Ed said, "When I come up here, I had hair." And uh, hallelujah! I know when I married my wife, I couldn't even run a comb through my hair. I had so much hair. But uh, we let the Lord have His way in all of that. Amen. Amen. I'm just glad, hallelujah, to be here tonight. 
And no matter what, uh, whatever uh, state I'm in, they would be content. Paul mentioned there in the book of Philippi, or Philemon, Paul the aged. That's one of them kind of things that uh, just got to get, just got to get used to it. It ain't gonna go away. We're not getting no younger, better Jerry, but we will. Our youth will be renewed like the eagle. Uh, we will be renewed, but right now we just gotta occupy. We just gotta uh, make the best of it, amen. You know, brother Eddie, yeah. at her, I, I was watching a couple <laughs> of uh, those programs when we first started, and when he first came here, we first started this program, and uh, boy, he did. He had a lot of her. I, I don't never do a lot of her now. All around that pulpit, up front. I don't see none of it about her. So he didn't lose it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, his wife might tug it off his head, but he didn't lose it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, this outward man is perishing. Not just hair, my teeth, hair. Yeah. Man, my bites are killing me even right now. Yeah. But this outward man is perishing, but that inward man's being renewed. And uh, we, uh, we're really struggling tonight uh, with this fault, Lord's put on my heart but we're gonna we're gonna go with it uh matthew chapter 25 if y'all couldn't tell i was stalling up here but uh we just we want to be obedient like brother charles fishback he told me lots of time he said i just talk waiting for the lord to put his finger where it needs to be yeah uh matthew chapter 25 starting in verse 31 Says when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left. Then shall the king <clears throat> say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. <clears throat> Naked and you clothed me, I was sick and you visited me, I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee and the king? shall answer, and this is our, well, no, it's the next verse. The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. And this next verse is our text verse. Then shall he say unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, you accursed, or ye cursed, to the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and finish out the chapter. 
For I was hungry and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not unto one of these not unto one of the least of these you did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, for the good singing. Yes. Lord, for this many people being out, Lord, on a rainy yes. Sunday night. Thank you, Lord, for those that are listening, Father, tonight by way of the live stream, by way of the internet, we're just trying to get the Word of God out, Lord. And Lord, if Bonnie is tuned in tonight, I pray you'd send blessings her way. Yes. Lord, uh, may she get a blessing just by being able to be here, Lord, by way of this live stream. Whoever, Lord, is tuned in tonight, God, I pray you'll help me, Lord. Uh, Lord, help me, I pray, give me direction and thought. Uh, Lord, I'm depending upon you, I guess, more than ever here tonight, Lord. My thoughts are not where they ought to be, and you know that, and I know that, but these yes. don't. Help us, Lord, tonight. Uh, bless this service, Lord, tonight. Yes. Uh, bless your children, God, tonight. And Lord, if there be a lost one out there, Father, by chance, listening in, God, tonight, I pray they be drawn a little closer. Yes, Lord. And I pray they do like Rita's song sung there, Lord, I Pray they get the change broken, Lord. Get the change taken away. Get that freedom where Christ makes free. I pray for them, Lord. They might be free indeed. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege to stand for the Word of God. Miss this crooked and perverse generation that we've come to dwell in. Lord, I pray, God, tonight, Lord, you would take this thought and take this message. And, Lord, use it mightily, Lord, for your praise and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're preaching tonight on hell is a place. Uh, my mama used to say, this is hell right here. And even though that was a fair statement, it was far from true. Uh, nothing in this life, nothing this side of eternity compares with this place that Jesus mentioned there in verse number 41. Uh, you know, fortunes have been spent to dismiss the reality of this place that Jesus stood between me and it. Kept me from going there because I was going there. And, uh, you know, they're in denial. They don't want to... Uh, Admit there is a place. It's it's not uh, it's not a state of mind. Uh, doctors and scientists now saying hell is just a state of mind. Mm. I remember reading one time, and I don't like to read. Tammy gave me a book this morning, and I tend to try to read it. And I say that as honestly as I can uh, about heaven. And. Uh, I mentioned the book. She said, don't buy it. Let me buy it and read it and I'll give it to you. 
But uh, anyway, heaven's a real place. But as much as heaven's a real place, hell is a real place. Yes. And uh, like I said, my mama said, this is hell here. And it, it does sometimes seem, you know, that, that this is uh, somewhat a hell here. But like I said, it's not a state of mind. There was an atheist doctor working on a man that actually had done died. And since he was done dead, he was just doing an experiment. And in this experiment, he cut the man's chest open and he manually squeezed the man's heart. And uh, the man came back to life. And as the man came back to life, he said, please don't stop. It scared the doctor. And... Uh, he went out of the room and someone else come over there and continued the, the procedure. It was just a uh, it was just a uh, a test. He just wanted to see if it would work. You know, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood uh, in Leviticus chapter 17. And, and that blood wasn't pumping. The man was legally dead. There was nothing left, you know, to lose. His son declared dead. But this atheist doctor went into his chest cavity and put his hand on his heart and manually squeezed it and the man came alive civil and all he could say was please don't stop. The man did live. The doctor as scared as he was he got talking to the man and the man told the doctor he said I was in hell and he said you brought me out when you squeezed my heart. The man got a second chance. The man got saved. The doctor got saved. Won everybody in the hospital to the Lord. But the reality of hell set in for the patient. And the reality of hell set in for the atheist doctor. And he denounced all that he'd been told. He denounced all the things that he raised up against the reality of hell. And except the fact that hell was a real place and it came so real to him, he went in every room in that hospital pleading with people not to go to this place called hell. When people stop going to hell, Carolyn, I'll stop preaching about hell. There's somebody going to hell right now. There's somebody that's been told there's no such thing as salvation, no such thing as a Bible, no such thing as eternity. Uh, You just live, you die, and that's it. You go to the ground. But God went to great lengths not only to convey the reality of hell and the reality of heaven, but also to make sure that we knew where we could go if we wanted to and where we was going to go if we didn't do nothing about it. Right. Now the devil done a good job there in the Garden of Eden. He caused the downfall of all humanity. But Jesus done a good job at Calvary. And he overthrew the devil at Calvary. And now Jesus has got the keys of death and hell. And all he wants people to do is just come to him. I, I remember Brother Ed when I did. Come to him and said, I'm sorry. Yes, Lord. Boy, I tell you, what a bridge between me and God. Yeah, boy. I, I, I was just so lost, but yet so loved that God allowed me space. 34 years old. Brother Ed said he was 38. Yes. 
I'll take it any age you can get it. Yeah. But I was so lost, and yet so loved. God, not willing for any way to end up in a place called hell. He yeah. went through hell to give me the opportunity to have a home in heaven. You know, even with that opportunity, that didn't finish it. What finished it was April 27, 1988, when I asked Him to forgive me. Amen. Brother Jerry, when Amen. I asked Him to save me, when I asked Him to deliver me, yeah. oh, I was there when it happened, Sharon. <laughs> I've not got over it. You know, I lived in fear yeah. for those 34 years. Amen. You couldn't dismiss it. I mean, you can try to... I, I was a girl. You can try to drown it, but it's still, when you sober up, it's still there. I mean, you, you can try to dismiss it. You you can take, you know, alcohol is just a liquid drug. Yeah. But you can take any drug you want. Or you can do anything that you can think of to do. But no matter what, you're never going to do away with the reality of hell. That's right. Like I said, there's somebody going there right now. Somebody going there right now that was in denial. That their school appreciate Sister Rita working them little ones back there. Yes, Lord. What a golden opportunity you have. Oh, man. Just to convey to them little ones about the love of God that Jesus says to us, come live with me. I love you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Jesus wants children to come to him. Little Thomas, boy, he's talking about exceptional. <laughs> little Thomas, church, I love church. We're going to church. You know what? That ought to be the natural, but it's exceptional with Thomas. But all we just got to work with what time we've got to work to get these young people to get them to Jesus because if we don't, they're going to go to hell and there's nothing they can do when the door of hell shuts. Amen. That's right. I went with Rock of Ages Prison Ministry Eastern Kentucky. I'm just winging this tonight. I'll let the Lord lead. I'm going to try to keep my thoughts out of it. I went to Rock of Ages Prison Ministry up in Eastern Kentucky. It's on top of a mountain. And on top of that mountain, they've got a maximum security prison. And they've got a minimum security prison. The minimum security prison, and you just walk in. They're shooting bowl, they're playing games. Uh, you know, all that stuff. But this maximum security prison, Brother Ed, we come up there and they open up this door. I have to admit my heart skipped a couple beats. Just walking in there, but when that door shut behind us, yeah, boy. But I want you to know, I, I got pretty concerned. I never heard such a door shut in my life. <laughs> I mean, it, Kachung, if that wasn't enough, civil there was two men in black suits with AK-47 that looked could kill. We'd all be dead men. But we went in there for the purpose of trying to convince men that God loved them. That he died for them. That he wanted them to come live with him. That he didn't want them to go to hell. Some would listen. Right. Some wouldn't. Right. But I remember this one black boy. He had one brown eye and one blue eye. The blacks hate him. The whites hate him. <laughs> we, we talked to him, Sharon. Mm -hmm. And he just broke. He said, you mean to tell me somebody loves me? <laughs> he said, I've been stabbed. I've been shot. I've been beat. He couldn't believe that somebody loved him. He said, can I please go get my friend? We waited. Me and Mike Gibson, we sat there and waited for this guy. He went, got his friend, and we told him about the love of God. Both of them immediately received the Lord. Both of them, I mean, just gloriously saved. Wow. You know, when you go to the fertile ground, uh, you know, you may get discouraged. You're going to knock on, but we're just not interested. I uh, think anyway, uh, maybe someday, but not, not now. 
You may get discouraged by that, but you go to the right place. I mean, like the Lord said, you go where they are naked, where they are hungry, we go where they are, you know, without. And you tell them you might have a little bit more success, but I'll tell you, we went in there, and, and that, that, that stood with me, oh, it stood with me over these years, when the door of hell, I, I knew we were going to get out. If they didn't open that door, we went, there was no way out. I'll just tell you, I mean, it was like a bank, a bank vault. It's it shut so hard and so sure. Boy, I never will forget the sound of that door shutting. And I, I don't know about the door of hell. I just know one thing when you're there, there's no out. It's not like you're going to feel, not like you can say, hey, uh, give me one more chance. Not like you can say, uh, you know what, uh, I, I'll, I'll live exceptionally if you'll just let me out. There's, there's no plea bargaining. No. I just seen on the news when I got home, fixed my wife something to eat, and I sit there and they put a man in, in jail down in Georgia on purpose. It's kind of like extra cruelty. Uh, the timing of it was like he couldn't get a bondsman till Monday, so he got to spend the weekend in jail. They showed a picture of the jail, Sybil. I mean, it would be against the law. Feces on the floor. I mean, they would at least have to maintain it. You know what I mean? It, it ought to be you know, at least, at least, you know, uh, you know, it just looked like a cesspool in there. I mean, it just filthy and they showed pictures of it and nothing nobody could do about it. The man done nothing wrong. He just kind of turned himself in and uh, they put him in jail and he'll be in jail till Monday just because he can't get a bond till Monday and the judge has kind of made a joke out of this. But, you know, hell, if you end up in hell, there's nothing that man can do about it. No, that's right. I mean, he's an upstanding man. He done nothing wrong. He just come in to turn himself in from the charges, even though they might be, you know, bogus. It might be. I don't know. We'll find out as the smoke clears. Uh, I could charge Brother Ed of something. I could charge Brother Jerry of something. Nothing he can do about it. I mean, uh, he'd have to go prove his innocence or I'd prove their guilt. But when someone lays a charge against you, uh, there's nothing you can do right. except go to a court of law, get a lawyer, and spend a fortune, and maybe be able to convince somebody your innocence. But I'll tell you what, there won't be none of that with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When they stand before Him and give an account, He's the righteous judge. He's the one that Abraham said, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? If there be fifty righteous, will you spare it? Uh, I watched some kind of early one morning, about three o'clock in the morning. I watched some kind of special about Sodom and Gomorrah. And this guy was a Christian, and he was a, a historian too. And he was wanting to prove not only the existence of Sodom and Gomorrah. But he was trying to gather all the information that he could about Sodom and Gomorrah. And Brother Ed, he went out to this site. Mm. They don't like <clears throat> they don't like people to go out there. <clears throat> they found over five hundred graves. Wow. None of them marked. They'd all been dug up and all the all of the valuables had done been removed, just just the bones was left. It's all burnt. They found a tower, like, you know, a place of refuge where you could go in and be safe. And it had crumbled to the ground. It, I think three or four people in it. 
And uh, the, the, the amount of graves unmarked just everywhere. They took a, a drone up in the air and shined down on it. I mean, just holes dug everywhere. And all that had been taken was the valuables that they still had on them the day that they died. And, uh, you know, that'd be the closest thing, I guess, or maybe Pompeii, be the closest thing, I guess, to maybe a, a type of hell on earth. But uh, they were consumed when God rained down fire and brimstone, yet Abraham pleaded with God, saying, will you, will you spare it for 50 souls' sake? And God said, yeah, I'll spare it for 50. They went down to 10. And uh, Abraham left off at 10. I understand why he did. I mean, just considering his nephew Lot, his wife, and they had two daughters with them. There's four. And they had daughter-in-laws because he went and talked to his son-in-law. So there's four more. There's eight right there. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know all this. Know about it. But for some reason, Abraham stopped at 10. God didn't stop. Only Abraham did. But I will say this about that. God will do right. And I'm glad... I'm glad, praise God, that my sins are in the blood. I'm glad God said when I see the blood, I'll pass over Christ, I'll pass over the Lamb. But anybody that ends in hell, they'll still get a chance to give a, uh, I guess to give a, a defense of why they ended up in hell. That's found there in Revelation through that great white throne judgment. I saw the dead, small, and great stand before God and death and hell delivered up those who were in them and and they'll, they'll get their chance in the court of God's law. Yeah. But hell, it, it's real. It's a real place. Like I said, fortunes have been spent to dismiss it, uh, to somehow uh, remove the fact of hell. And yet I know myself that hell's real. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but about the age of 10 years old, I can remember being afraid to close my eyes, afraid to wake up in a place called hell. See, God put that knowledge in us. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about the Gentiles uh, not having the law of God in their heart. That even God gave us enough sense to shine yeah. this place called yeah. hell and enough sense to know uh, that's not where we need to be. And I want you to know it hung over me for 34 years of reality of hell did. Mm-hmm. But thank God after April 27, 1988 I've not considered hell other than the fact I'm concerned about others going there, but as far as me, that's no more reality. I don't even give no thought at all to hell as far as any way it's concerned. I'll just tell you right now, heaven's my home. Uh, that's where I'll be when one day I give this life up or that better life. Paul said the part be of Christ far better be absent from the body be present with the Lord. One day I'll graduate this life. I graduated it. Barron County, not Barron County, but Glasgow High School, the reason I graduated, they didn't want to see me no more. <laughs> I mean, they put my test on the grave guard, and, and it was pretty obvious. They said, we don't want to see him no more. Send him on to the next class, the final last class. And then, uh, you know, I didn't pass the flying colors, but I did get through it, amen. <laughs> but hell is a real place. There are people amen. there right now, Brother Ed, there are people right now not only in hell, but they know why they're there. Yeah. You know, this side of hell, you can make your jokes, you know. Yeah. You know, Flip Wilson, you know, the devil made me do all that <laughs> bunch of stuff. They don't joke down there. No. Down there in hell, they wish they'd get more ear to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. 
down in hell, they wish they had listened more. They wish someone had convinced them that they needed to do something before death come to them. Because I tell you right now, God's He's righteous. It's pretty simple. Somebody said God's God love is. God wouldn't send nobody to hell. He won't. He went through hell, so I'd go to heaven. Right. But I'll tell you what was seen in hell. Seen him will. Mm-hmm. Now listen, I'm saved. Yeah, brother Eddie. I, I still see him. You do too. It's a sin to lie, so we all do. But Jesus, he done something at Calvary. What he did at Calvary, chains come off, Rita. Mm-hmm. He set me free. <laughs> Amen. When I say free, I'm free indeed. I know I could misbehave. I know God could chasten me. I know I could go back to living ungodly and God could say bring him home. Because yeah. there's no condemnation right. to them in Christ Jesus. And uh, you know if they find fault in him then we're going to hell. Right. Praise God the king. Hey man, Pilate said I find no fault in him. Yeah. And the reason he couldn't find none because there wasn't none to find. Amen. But the reality of hell is what I'm talking about tonight. Yeah. Hell's first mention in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse number 22. The word hell is mentioned for the first time in the Bible. However, the reality of hell is shown there in Numbers chapter 16 verse number 20 through verse number 35 where Cor and them rebelled against Moses and Aaron and said, Hey, uh, we're not listening to you. We're going to do it our way. And Moses said, Stand back. Yeah. God does a good a new thing here today. And, and if the earth opened up and swallowed them up, no, it's not my hand that did it. And everybody backed up and everybody's amazement. The ground clay beneath our core and their families, all their little ones, they went down, the fire came up, and the people ran, and 250 died as they ran. The reality of hell is real. Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, if your hand was going to cause you to go to hell, He said, cut it off. Cut it off, that's right. He said, if your foot was going to cause you to go to hell, cut it off. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to convey how bad a place hell is. He said, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. An Indian chief, Carolyn, went to a revival meeting at that meeting, he got saved and he come back to tell his people about it and there was nothing in their language to communicate about hell. There was nothing that he could use to convey to his people about the subject matter he was trying to talk to them about. So here's what he did, Carolyn. They had a big fire there. He drew a circle right there in that fire. He got him a worm and he put it in that circle. And as that worm withered and crawled in that heat and in that coals of that fire, Chief said this. He said, He got me out afar. They understood then what hell was. You see, he got me out afar. I was as good as in hell. All of us were. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reality of hell, what I'm trying to preach about tonight, 
when it's not when it goes away when they somehow conquer hell I'll never preach another message about hell we'll shout we'll run we'll sing we'll rejoice but people are going to hell by the multitudes right now I believe there's more people going to hell even right now than ever before I'm talking about in Genesis chapter 6 it's bad I mean it grieved the heart of God that he made man because the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually I'm telling you the imagination of man's heart was so bad it repented God that he made man it's that bad again amen I believe we made full circle amen what will make a difference brother to get back to the book amen. somebody said Sodom had no Bible Lot was there that's right we're supposed to be living epistles. We preached this morning about doing that which is right. Mm-hmm. You know, Sodom may not have had a Bible, but they had a lot there. The Bible says this about Lot, that righteous man yeah. going among them. This is righteous soul from day to day. Neither was he partaken of their evil deeds. Sodom may not have had a Bible, but Sodom had a lot in it, man. Mm-hmm. Hell. I would to God. And there was no such place as hell. All, all of them out there that laugh about hell. ACDC wrote a song, I'm on the highway to hell. You know, it's, it's, that song ended up haunting them one of these days. They wrote another song called Hell's Bells. Yeah. You know, we, we uh, just don't understand not only the reality of hell, but just how bad it is. I remember, this killed me. I hate to even mention it right now. But there was a young girl. I don't know what the what caused this. But a man knocked her completely out. Stripped her completely naked. Took lighter fluid and squirted in her nostrils. Squirted lighter fluid in her mouth. Squirted lighter fluid in her ears. And then holds her down with a lot of fluid and set her on fire. Mm. And she come to. And she was screaming with pain. And when she screamed, it burned her on the inside. And she was burning on the outside. And all she needed to do, all she needed to do was just walk. And as she's walking, she's burning. And as she's walking, she's, you know, just in excruciating pain. And, and you know she's breathing in fire through her nostrils. She's breathing in fire through her mouth because she's got to breathe. And a policeman saw her, done everything he could, but she still succumbed to that terrible act upon a human being. Like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, could have been a drug deal. Could have been didn't have the money to pay the drug uh, usage. I don't know. That's that's terrible that someone would do someone like that. That just killed me to even read about that. It killed me called, called a human inferno. Mm. That still won't compare to hell. No. So I love people. I, I couldn't stand by and do nothing. Nobody done nothing but this girl. Uh, it was at a filling station. And the guy that caught her on fire, he laughed. He thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. You know, it would be a special place in hell for people like that. I, I, I can't imagine things that people are doing to people today. But I'll tell you what, that righteous judge, he will serve sentence. 
And I'll tell you what, that hottest place in hell, that lowest place in hell, I'll tell you what, they'll get their just reward. Right. I, I'm glad, praise God, I got mercy. How'd you get it, brother? Eddie? I asked for mercy. That's right. I'll tell you right now, even that man right there could get mercy if he'd asked for it. Mm. You know, God gave me repentance. <clears throat> I don't think you can just up and get saved. I, God got me good and lost, Brother Ed. Yeah. It was more his doing than it was mine. I may have thought I had something to do with it. But God got me good and lost. And then God got me good and saved. But I'll tell you this, before God got me good and lost and good and saved, I want you to know I was as good as in hell. Yes, Lord. Thank God for the love of God, the long suffering patience of God. Oh, my. That He was willing to go through hell, a literal hell, just so we could go to a place called heaven. Hell is a real place. <clears throat> Hell's warning to the drunkard is found in Isaiah. I'm not going to read it. Look at the clock back there. Hell's warning to the drunkards is found in Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 11 through 15. Hell's warning to the politicians is found in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 through 24. Hell's warning to the lost is found in Luke 16, verses 19 through 31. Hell's warning to the devils found in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 9 through 17. Hell's warning, I'm telling you, is all in there. In Numbers chapter 16, like I said, hell opened up its mouth and swallowed up a corn, Dothan, and they went down and the flames come up. I'm just telling you, Jesus, uh, He went through hell just to give us forgiveness of sins and an opportunity to go to heaven. And anybody sets it north of the love and the Word of God, they deserve every bit of this burning inferno and for eternity, forever and ever, you'll realize just how wrong you was. That's right. To turn Jesus down. Uh -huh. Hell's real. Yes, it is. Somebody's going there right now, Carolyn. Young people are going there more so than ever. Yeah. You know, I, I'd kind of like to go a little further in this message, but I'm done. But, but there's somebody going to hell right now. Yeah, Someone has made every mistake they can make. They say there's no hope for me. Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you've not died, if you're still alive, there's hope for you. And that hope's in Jesus. That hope's in the mercy of God that was manifested when God gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's hope for you. There's hope for you if you can get to Jesus, if you can say, I'm sorry. Yes. There's hope for you. That's right. But if you continue in the direction you go and you end up in hell, you remember this preacher tonight that told you you didn't have to go there. And when you're there, nothing I can do for you. When you're there, you're there for eternity. And when you're there, I want you to remember that Jesus didn't want you to go there. He made that for the devil and his angels. Hell's a real place. I don't care how many books they write. How many songs they write. I don't care what the scientists say. I don't care what the intellects say. I don't care what the you know the great know-it-alls say. Jesus said, there's a place called hell. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus said there's a place called heaven. You can have either one. That's right. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. Amen. And I'll tell you right now, all can go there. <clears throat> all can. I don't care what you've done. Charles Manson can go there. When we was at that maximum security prison, we had to wait because they have to count everybody. Everything in prison <clears throat> is done with numbers. They have to count them all for they go out and they have to count them all when they come in. <clears throat> While we were waiting for them to get them all counted, uh, there was a black guy there uh, with us Real nice boy, good saved man. Mm. Sweet spirit about him too. He said, I'm going to put something on for y'all to watch while they're doing the counting. And it was a story about David Beckowitz, the one son of Sam. And David got saved. It was encouraging to me to see that God could save someone like him. I come home, yeah. told my mama that God had saved David Beckowitz. She said, there's no way God could forgive someone. They've done what he done, you know, kill all them people. But God can forgive you. No matter what, He can't right. forgive you. But uh, please don't go to this place called hell. Please don't go there. <clears throat> I not only don't want you to go there, you don't want to go there. Because I'll tell you, hell is real. Mm-hmm. You find yourself there, you'll be in real trouble. There won't be no 911 call. There won't be no appeal. There won't be no second chance. I'm telling you, if you go there, you're there to stay. Father, We thank you for the thought tonight. I pray, dear God, Lord, that this word that's been spoken here tonight, Lord, only you can direct it, Lord. I delivered it, Father, best I could tell as you gave it to me. Lord, I pray, dear God, tonight that someone tonight will make an eternal decision to instead of going to hell to go to Jesus and get saved, get forgiveness for their sins, get saved from their sins, get their name in the book of life, get the peace of God, get the joy of the Lord, and enjoy what few days they got left. Oh, Lord, we pray that, God, tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I can ask everybody to... Well, we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just sing... An invitation of like this right here.